Chapter 26 So, what happened after I left? Tyke and Ilse sat next to a small lake, staring into the clear water. They were a five-minute stumble through the woods to where they set up camp. Tyke still wore his bandage, but had donned the old billowing black shirt and his uniform jacket. Ilse tried not to stare at the abundance of bruises. I saw you go through the wall, and it was absolutely amazing. I was waiting my whole life to get out of Dove, and you finally did it. Only, I thought you were dead. Tyke? Ilse put a hand on his arm and looked up at him expectantly. What happened? Is my father alive? Did they kill him? I don't know how much comfort I can give. I was taken across the wall with their strange magic immediately after. I worry about my family, too. To Tiger? What is Tiger? Where the fire weavers live. It's really hot. The complete opposite of Dove. It's where I met Reshma. Nope. We headed straight for blue ocean water. He stared at the water inside. He absentmindedly chucked pebbles into the water to do something in the silence. Ilse silently wondered what prevented them from immediately following. It was like they wanted her to have a false sense of security. You haven't changed a bit. Except you're wearing pants, Tyke said with a small smile. Ilse cocked her eyebrow and opened her mouth as if to say something back. I mean, it looks good. I've never seen you with your hair cut that short. Who convinced you to unravel that long braid? I'd almost forgotten you inherited such curly hair. Ilse laughed when he wound his finger on a stray curl. I needed a new look to throw off the Ilderum. It's clearly working. Well, with those swift powers, I'm sure you get by. Ilse shifted uncomfortably, trying to pick at the right words. I was too ashamed to tell you. I know better now, Ilse murmured. Ashamed? Think of what would happen if I actually knew. The Ilderums would have spilled my guts by now. I understand. I would have probably done the same thing. He put a reassuring hand on her shoulder and gave it a squeeze. No, I really should have. It was something that my mother never told me about while she was alive. I wonder if my father had any idea, Ilse said. I just don't like keeping secrets from you. I probably would have felt much happier if someone else knew. Your mother had this power? Oh yeah, she wrote about it in a journal. I think she wanted to tell me someday. She just didn't get the chance. Ilse, you had the power to cross the wall all on your own. We can go back home and help everyone leave. They're stuck on the island with nowhere to go without you. Ilse wanted to cry at the look of his sheer excitement. I want to go home, but I can't. I've sworn my allegiance to Lady Ladala. I'm helping the resistance against the Ilderums. Rashma too, Ilse sighed. She won't drop a toe on home soil until she brings her family back in one piece. We can't. You're fighting the Ilderums? And you're dressed like one? Ilse wanted to scoff. Tyke threw a small rock and it plunked with a deeper tone into the water. Ilse, I didn't have a choice. I did what I did to protect you. I had a choice, and I decided to protect everyone else but myself. Ilse looked down at her knees and flexed her hands. The question is, are you going to come with us? Why would I go back to the Ilderums? Besides, I'm surprisingly more afraid of them than I am of your friend. Reshma is her name? Yes. Without her, I wouldn't have made it this far. Well, you'll need my help. We can find Reshma's family. Where would you even begin to look? Try everywhere and anywhere. 
Althod likes to scatter his playing pieces, but I can talk to people who might know where they're stationed. What exactly was your job? Tyke opened his mouth, but words didn't come out. He shook his head and ran his hands through his hair. Ilse felt her heart drop as she watched the struggle. She didn't let him squirm longer than necessary. It's okay. I understand. I think. I'm not really sure what I was. Really. Tyke sighed. I thought in my deranged mind that by turning you in, it would stop an unnecessary war. I wouldn't let them hurt you, but I hoped it would prevent any more harm done to our people. So you're saying I should go to him? No! He cried, putting both hands on his shoulders. What Althod does to people, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, let alone you. He searches for your weakness and twists it against you. I don't know why he wants Swift, but he doesn't deserve it. Ilse was about to answer when she heard shouting through the trees. The two looked at each other and Ilse gasped. Let's check to see if everything is okay, she said, getting up frantically and helping Tyke to his feet. Ilse ran across the rugged terrain, leaping over decaying logs and branches and brushing leaves out of her way. Tyke followed closely behind, but then ran past her at the last moment. He entered the camp area first, and Ilse could hear the high-pitched screech of a blade leaving its sheath. She muttered slightly and realized she was weaponless. Get your hands off of me! She heard Rushma exclaim. Ilse grimaced and peeked into the campsite to see six soldiers fighting her friends. Saki effortlessly sent her attacker scurrying with her gleaming claws and teeth and her keen eyes fixated on the fear in his eyes. Reshma freed herself from another soldier by warming up her body enough to scorch the soldier's hands and arms. Tyke soon joined in, using one arm to cast ice against his confused opponent and the other to hold his abdomen. The soldiers paused and glanced momentarily at the lightning bolt on Tyke's pant leg. Ilse! Help us fight them! Reshma said over her shoulder. Before Ilse could locate a weapon, a soldier clung to her neck from behind. Ilse took a swing and knocked his jaw, and he reeled back. Reshma fired an arrow at the wounded man's back. Tyke lashed out and knocked out another one, coming from behind by forming ice over his fist. The man fell, and Tyke stabbed him in the chest with a long piece of ice. Saki used her sharp, thick claws and slashed a man coming at her, leaving three men down. Reshma kicked a man from behind. She swerved around and stabbed him quickly. Ilse got a few more with her ice. One more stood in the forest, his five bloody comrades slain on the ground. He held his wounded, slumped shoulder and stared coldly at Tyke. You've helped the wrong side, he exclaimed. You will pay for your betrayal. Rushman didn't wait for him to say any more and instead shot him with an arrow. The soldier fell down, hardly noticing her move. All was silent, save their whinnying horse. The group stood silent. Look out! Saki cried, waving her arms, blocking Reshma. In a split second, an arrow spun into Saki's back. Reshma screamed as Saki fell onto her. They both fell to the ground and Reshma shoved the heavy body off her own and Saki's body rolled so her face dug into the earth. The arrow in her back was stiff and fatal. She no longer looked feline. Her skin suddenly rippled under her clothing and she suddenly sported the same brown skin and dark black hair as Reshma. Ophelia? Reshma gasped. She turned the body to get a better look at the face. Her hands shook as she went into a frantic shock that Ilse had never seen before. Reshma? Saki asked. You look like Ophelia, my oldest sister, Reshma choked out. Why do you look like my sister? Because I am your sister, the woman said. Her accent was twin to Reshma's, only lower and weary. I joined that tribe because I wanted those soldiers to pay. I'm a monster because of them. But you're you again. 
You're human. I meant to explain everything. I just didn't want to disappoint you. I love you. Her body became limp and her face fell to the earth. Reshma dropped Ophelia's hand in shocked defeat and shielded her eyes with her fists. No! She screamed furiously, more terrifying than anything Ilse had ever heard. Reshma's face was pinched in anger, her face flaming red with steaming tears on her cheeks. She suddenly reached for an arrow behind her and fired from where the deadly arrow came from. A sudden cry was heard and another Ilderim fell from his hiding place in the bushes. You think you can just kill people like that, huh? Reshma shouted in the same direction. Huh? Can we save her? Ilse said as Reshma put a few shaky fingers to Ophelia's neck. She doesn't have a pulse. I don't know what to do. Reshma said, the tears returning. Keep her warm. Maybe that will help. Ilse encouraged. I'm going to scout for any others still hiding. Tyke said, taking a set of bow and arrows. Try not to get lost. Ilse called back. I can't lose her. Reshma said. We weren't always close since I'm much younger than her. But she's here. What would my parents think? When you see them again, they will understand that you both did what you could to survive, Ilse said. She put her ear to Ophelia's heart to see if she could feel any changes. Her whole body felt warm and soothing like she was sitting in a warm bath. Still no heartbeat. Ilse slowly sat next to Reshma, although Reshma made no attempt to acknowledge her presence. Can I just be alone? Reshma said with a tiny, gruff voice. As they watched over Ophelia's human form, Ilse looked across the fire to Tyke with her brows knitted. Do you hear that? She whispered. The forest still continued its soft evening chatter. More like, do you feel that? Tyke corrected, looking around. It felt like heavy, warm air settled on them. Ilse felt as if the air were pushing down on her, demanding to be noticed. Reshma felt it too, at least Ilse assumed so, since she swooped her right arm out and away from her and scooped up the fire from the camp. She held it like a ball she was waiting to throw. Through the dark, figures approached the light, illuminated only by the fire in Reshma's palm. Reshma took a few steps back and looked around as her flame flared. Ilse looked over to where Tyke should be sitting, but couldn't even make out the shape of his silhouette. She looked back to Reshma and realized that her flame illuminated some familiar faces. It's the tribe, Ilse whispered. Reshma let the flame fall back on the pile of wood and it crackled and spit. They were completely surrounded by the half-breeds. We're hardly the most frightening thing you'll find in these trees, Beast Teacher said. We came because we felt a loss, something amiss. In the whole forest? Ilse thought wildly. She wondered for a moment if they would be blamed for Ophelia's death. That loss is probably Ophelia. She fell by an arrow to save us. She had a fondness for you, the cat smiled, or it appeared as if he smiled. We were proud to have her in our midst. The Ilderims, was all Reshma could say. Too many of them are still alive, Beast Teacher purred. We'll stop them, Reshma said, clenching her fists. We have to. The tabby stood firm, folding his arms over his chest. Ilse felt as though his gaze could still penetrate. You have an army? he asked. We know of one, Ilse said. She reached in her bag and pulled out a small stone. She fumbled her way around the fire and away from Ophelia's body towards the beast. She held out her hand and the leader took it. You must know Lady Ladala since you share the same forest, Ilse began. She and her people have left their sanctuary and are gathering anyone willing to fight. If you take this, you agree to help and be helped. If she's fled her nest, then a battle truly is coming, Beast Teacher said, taking the stone. 
This will glow when they need you most, Ilse said, recalling what Ladala's soldiers taught her. I'm not sure how, but I don't pretend to know elven ways. The round cat purred and chuckled. You're not too far behind the rest of us, he shook his head. Revenge will taste sweet. He clutched the stone for emphasis and put it in a pouch that hung around his neck. Milady would be... Ilse began, her heart pumping. Honored. It felt like the war was already won, knowing that the beasts agreed to help them. It was like having the whole forest on their side. We will find a safe place for Saki to rest, Beast Teacher nodded. She will only hinder you now from whatever it is you plan to do. We're looking for Giselle, Tyke said softly behind them. Something akin to a snort came from the tabby. The beasts will be prompt when this calling stone awakens, he said. I hope the witch won't make you late for your own war. With that, the leader signaled to a few others near him, and they quickly picked up Ophelia and disappeared into the woods. The leader then held up the stone and nodded before he too disappeared with the half-breeds. The trio was left to their fire and their horse. Breshma sat still next to where they had scooped Saki off the ground, staring off into the inky darkness before her. Ilse knelt down next to her and put a hand on her shoulder. They've taken good care of her, Ilse murmured. Now we should go take care of the rest of your clan.